This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I am your host, Ben Krakowski, and it's been a while since our last podcast. And since then, there have been a few big coaching changes I do want to talk about today. And so with those changes, and I want to be upfront with you guys, during the offseason, there might be some weeks where I send out three episodes a week and there might be some that I send out one or even zero because what I do not want to do as with I know how limited time is and how important your time is and so I'm only going to send out podcasts when it matters I have people ask me when you send out the next podcast or or when are you going to talk about this I'm going to talk about stuff when it matters and I'm going to give you information that matters and helps you as a fan and really help you understand where the Packers are at and so right now we do have information that we can go off of That'll help you guys out, and I think you guys should know. We already know from last week or a couple weeks ago that Nathaniel Hackett had moved on to become the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And QB's coach, Luke Getze, took off to the Chicago Bears to become their offensive coordinator. So uh, those are two huge coaching changes the Packers have had to address. And as a Packers fan, one who watched the Packers struggle in one department specifically all year long, the Packers did also finally make the decision last week to fire special teams coordinator Maurice Drayton and in turn have hired Rich Passaccia as their new special teams coordinator. Rich was previously for several seasons the special teams coordinator with the Raiders since 2018. And then before that, he coached special teams for five seasons with the Cowboys from 2013 to 2017, the Chargers from 2011 to 2012, and the Bucks from 2002 to 2010. And before that, he coached college football for 19 years. Rich is a very experienced coach, and not only that, but he is a very respected coach throughout the league. During his time with the Raiders, he was not only the special teams coordinator, but he was the assistant head coach. Because of his ability to lead the team, his relationships with players were so good, he he became the interim head coach this last season after the firing of John Gruden. And he led that Raiders team to the playoffs in a very tough division with what I believe was honestly a very bad team overall, and they somehow won a lot of games. I really don't think they should have. Several well-renowned players from the Raiders, like quarterback Derek Carr, were pushing for Rich to get the head coaching job. Max Crosby was another one of those guys. But Rich was overlooked and is a guy that some deemed as a possible head coach candidate other places, yet the Packers got him on our staff as just our special teams coordinator. Coordinator, And usually special teams probably gets paid little compared to other coordinator jobs, but it's my understanding because of Rich's experience and success and the credentials to be a head coach in the NFL, the Packers did pay him a good amount of money, uh, more than usual, to add him to our staff because they knew how much of an issue our special teams was. 
and it was an issue. Last season, the Packers had one of the worst special teams units in the NFL, according to many different metrics. According to PFF, they had the second worst play on special teams with a 59.8 overall PFF grade last year, only better than the Seahawks. But I think the best special teams ranking system out there is done by Rick Rick. Goslin, who takes into account 22 different special teams categories, ranking every single team in the NFL in each category and giving an overall score for each team. And in that ranking, the Packers were the worst special teams unit in the NFL by a long shot. We saw how our special teams doomed us throughout the season, but most importantly, when it mattered the most in the divisional round of the playoffs, because the Packers special teams on their own could have won us that game. The game finished 13-10, to but the 49ers not only blocked a short field goal that would have given the Packers a tie game to go in overtime, but even more important was the fact that the Packers had a punt blocked and taken back for a touchdown, which if that had not happened, the Packers would have finished this game with a score of 13-6 to and went to the NFC Championship game. And I 100% believe the Packers could have beaten the Rams in the NFC Championship game. And I 100% believe there isn't a better matchup the Packers could have asked for to play than the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the Bengals and I'm happy with how far they got, but there isn't a team that would have lined up better against them than the Packers because offensively, we would have been fine. But defensively, I don't think there's another team in the NFL that could match up better against the Bengals than the Packers. We had an incredible pass rush similar to, to the LA Rams. I'm going to say that. I'm going to, I know that's a big thought to say out loud because you're talking about the LA Rams who had Aaron Donald and Von Miller, and they both played at a very high level throughout the playoffs. But I do think our pass rush was, could have played at a similar level than to the Rams pass rush in that Super Bowl game last Sunday. Okay. Uh, and this was, would have been a really amazing pass rush against a terrible offensive line. And I think you would have saw Joe Burrow get his get pressured as much as he did in Sunday's game. We would have gotten so much pressure on Burrow throughout this game. And then the Packers are one of the only teams that have three top corners in the NFL with Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Rasul Douglas to match up with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Okay, many other teams only have one really good corner, but the Bengals have three top receivers, a tough offense to stop because of that. And the Rams... You know, they actually did an incredible job with that pass rush and only having one corner to stop these three guys. And Jalen Ramsey didn't even play that well in this game. He, you know, there's the one big missed call, obviously, on the face mask that gave him the 75-yard touchdown. But overall, Jalen Ramsey wasn't out there winning the game for the Rams. It was that pass rush. And now think about having a similar pass rush, maybe not as good as the Rams, but pretty darn close. And then having three corners you can trust, taking away three separate different options. And I think the Packers would have had a very similar defensive output to what the Rams had in that game. Okay. I believe that Bengals offense would have scored, struggled to score a touchdown in that game, probably the same way they did against the Rams. And this is, I just think the Packers, if they didn't have the special teams errors, could have crushed the Bengals in the Super Bowl. And I just want to make that clear. Um, and here's what's important, though, about this hiring. Rich Bisaccia, according to Rick Goslin's rankings, has led the Raiders to be a solid special teams unit year in and year out. 
from 2018 to 2021, the Packers were ranked. I want to go through this. I want to compare the rankings just in Rich, Rich's last stay with the Raiders and the Packers over that time period as well. So the Packers were ranked 2018. They were 32nd in the NFL. Raiders were 19th. In 2019, the Packers were 26th. The Raiders were 25th. 2020, Packers were 29th. Raiders were 16th. And 2021, Packers were 32nd. And Raiders were 11th. Okay. Every single year since Rich took over for the Raiders, he has produced a better unit overall than the Packers have. But like we said before, it's it's not just what Rich is going to bring as a coordinator, which I think will improve the Packers special teams unit immensely. And it's going to reduce the mistakes for sure. But also what Rich adds on top of this, and this in itself is super important, for the Packers for the first time in Matt LaFleur's tenure lost one of the most important coaches on this staff in Nathaniel Hackett because of what this team, this Packers team is going to lose a lot of culture that Hackett brought to the Packers, which led to a really high character, high character team, a lot of positivity, a lot of fun, honestly. And Rich can bring what Hackett left with the team. Rich can bring back in his ability to create relationships and the way he's able to form and just the way he leads. And we've seen that throughout his coaching stay. And we've heard that from so many different players. This is a guy who took... Honestly, a team that had one of the worst situations in football happen this year. Their head coach was fired for racist comments in a primarily black NFL. Their receiver was let go for accidental homicide from drunk driving. And their star tight end uh, on offense was hurt for the last eight weeks of the season. And according to PFF, this was the 18th best team in the NFL, yet they overcame the odds, made it into the playoffs, earning a better overall record than the Browns, the Colts, the Ravens, and the Chargers, even though all four of them had a very much more talented roster than the Raiders did. And they did that behind Rich Bisaccia leading this team. Now the Packers get to have a guy like that on their coaching staff who has so much experience and taking a team that is having difficult circumstances, he has experience with that. He has experience getting the most out of his players, which are all super important facets for the Packers to have on their staff. And one fun fact about Rich is that his assistant special teams coach he's bringing with him played college football with Rodgers at Cal, which is very interesting too, especially because of the other major coaching addition the Packers had to make. And that was adding a new quarterbacks coach. I said earlier, but former quarterbacks coach Luke Getze became the OC for the Chicago Bears, meaning there was an opening on the Packers staff, one of which the Packers decided it was best not to hire from within because the guy that would have to take this job would have to presumably, hopefully work with Aaron Rodgers a guy who has played at one of the highest levels in NFL history. And so there's some difficulty that comes with that. The Packers have been outright about their desire to have Aaron Rodgers back next year to the media. And I'm kind of curious why that is. To me, I think the Packers are protecting themselves because they fear that Rodgers won't come back and they don't want to be labeled as the bad guy. They want Rodgers to have that label if Rodgers decides not to come back. And if Rodgers decides not to come back, the Packers wisely are making sure the Packers don't lose any trade value right now, okay? If the Packers were saying things like, you know what, we are ready to move on from Rodgers and Rodgers wants to move on too, that's what's best for the franchise, the Packers' trading partners aren't going to have to give up as much to trade for Aaron 
because the relationship would be over. It'd be done. It's that's final. But if the Packers are quote all in on Rodgers, then a team comes in and asks to trade for Rodgers. They simply are going to have to have an offer. You just cannot turn down. And that's the logic here. Like if you had a house that you just built this house and it was the best house and had everything perfectly, everything you wanted from it, and you're not trying to sell the house, if someone's going to buy that house from you, they're going to have to offer you a lot of money because you just moved there. You just built this. It's exactly what you want. Like you're going to have to offer way more than the asking price to actually get you to move on from that. And that's, that's the key point here. Um, the Packers are protecting themselves in making sure that if things work out in any sort of way or Rodgers does not want to come to the Packers, the teams that trade for him realize the Packers still really want him, okay? And they're going to have to trade a lot to get Rodgers out of Green Bay. And that's, and I'm, so I'm, I'm curious to see, I don't know, but I'm, I don't know, but I'm interested to see how Rodgers feels about the media getting involved in this so early. Obviously, they're going to get involved no matter what. But especially after how last offseason the Packers are kind of protecting themselves here. Um, but it's, it's just a, it's an interesting situation. I'm, I wish I wouldn't be able to know what Rodgers is feeling and thinking amidst the reports out there. Um, because... The new hiring for the QB coach says a lot about how confident I think actually the Packers will be or are that Rodgers returns back to Green Bay this season because the guy they hired is former Packers quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator and one-time play caller Tom Clements. Clements will turn 69 this summer but spent almost his entire major NFL coaching career with the Green Bay Packers and most of that was with coaching Aaron Rodgers. Clements has really deep roots with the Packers organization and especially with Aaron Rodgers. They've worked together for because they worked together as long as they did. The unique thing here, though, is why would Matt LaFleur assume of all the people in football he could hire that a 69-year-old Tom Clements would be the best choice for the job? I don't think he really would. I really don't. Tom Clements, he's he's got a good resume. He's coached top QBs like young Ben Roethlisberger, young Kyler Murray, late Brett Favre, first 10 years of Aaron Rodgers career. So he has good experience, but Clements has been in retirement. I don't, I think LaFleur would choose somebody young and up and coming and who's kind of right now in the league or around the NFL, not someone who's been sitting on the couch, but here's the deal. I don't think Matt LaFleur chose Tom. I think Aaron again has been a part of this conversation. Aaron said, if I'm coming back, I need a QB's coach who I respect and who I think will make me better. A few years back, Rodgers took a stab kind of at Mike McCarthy, referring to the fact that he needs to be coached. As confident as you may think Aaron Rodgers is, which he is, he still has the realization that he needs to improve. He can always get better and he needs someone to address his deficiencies so that he can continue to play at the highest level possible. And if Aaron played a huge role in Tom Clements and the Packers said, yeah, you're right, Aaron. This is what is best for you and the team. I have to imagine the Packers would not have hired him if conversations are not happening right now about Rodgers being back in Green Bay, which pretty much entailing Rodgers is coming back. I do not think you can underestimate how much this hiring says about the future of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. 
even the fact that at 69 years old, that Tom Clements is coming out of retirement, he wouldn't come out of retirement just to work with anybody or any organization. He's coming to work back for his longtime team in the Green Bay Packers and the QB that shaped his career in Aaron Rodgers. Okay. The Packers have went all in with a great coaching hires with Rich Passaccia, his assistant that worked with Aaron Rodgers or played with Aaron Rodgers in college. And now one of Aaron Rodgers favorite most of and and that is also available quarterback coaches Tom Clements I think Aaron Rodgers is just about ready to make it clear not only to the Packers privately but also to the rest of the world that he will be running it back in Green Bay next season so that's all we have today folks make sure to stay tuned for more episodes of Packers now if you haven't already make sure to subscribe give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers now that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks guys.